Blog Talk Radio. Oh. 
Shalom, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's hour. God makes a way when there seems to be no way, brothers and sisters. As all the things going on, as uh, they try to shut down the word of God and truth, the Lord makes a way. Amen. Hallelujah. Because our God is greater than the technology of man and the demons of hell. Amen. Our Lord is able to use anything and make it for his glory. Praise God. Well, bless each one of you. Shalom to each one of you. Good to see you, sis. Uh, Shalom, uh, uh, sis Janet and who? J. Mike, brother J. Mike. Bless y'all here at the Lord's Hour in the chat room and sis Crystal by phone and all others that will be coming in the chat room and all that will be coming by phone and by Skype and whatever way the Lord makes a way for you to hear here at the Lord's Hour. Praise God. This is his time. This is his ministry. This is his service. And the people need to understand that we bring forth the word of truth and that everything that the Lord stands for is truth. In such a world of deception and lies, we need to know the truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me share one with you. Pastor Tony Evans down here, a man of God on fire, sharing the word of God. And he shared the story a little bit about our enemy. There was this man and his little boy, and they were in the truck here in the summertime. We have things fly around spring, summertime, I think. I mean, spring probably more than summer. And there was a bee flying around, got got in their truck and flying around. Here's a bee. And the little boy goes, Daddy, Daddy, the bee's going to get me. The bee's going to sting me. And his daddy and his daddy said, Oh, the bee ain't going to bother you. And is he still buzzing around? Buzz. Daddy, daddy, the bee's gonna get me. And his daddy reaches out and he and he grabs the bee in his hand and he shuts his hand tight. And and and, and the boy's watching and, and 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 his daddy opens up his hand and he releases the bee and 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 the son goes, Dad, daddy, the, the bee's gonna get me. And he goes, no, son, the bee can't hurt you anymore. Look at my hand. And he looks at his hand, and the finger of the bee is in the man's hand. The same thing that our Lord Jesus has done for us. He has taken the steam out of the enemy. He has, he has unarmed him, brothers and sisters, glory to God, at the cross. With his blood and his life, the, bee, the, the enemy goes around buzzing, making a bunch of noise. But he is unarmed because the sting has been taken out. Just like it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57, I believe, and it says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Hallelujah. The victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We have victory. Eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. He has defeated our enemy, our mortal enemy, just like that bee. The enemies are going around buzzing, making a bunch of noise, saying a bunch of lies and deception. But the truth is, they are disarmed by the Lord Jesus Christ. They were defeated at the cross. As Jesus said, when he died, it is finished. That means the work of that is done. And what our job is as believers is know who we are in Christ and what authority we stand 
Amen? I thought that was so powerful. Such a little illustration, but so powerful. Amen? All right, let's go to prayer, and let's tell the enemy of who he is. Father, we just thank you and just praise you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come humbly before you, but we come excited and victorious as you share the truth, Lord, that know that you have defeated sin, death, and hell, that you have defeated the fallen one, the, the father of lies, the deceiver, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, Father, we pray and thank you for the victory here at the Lord's hour. And, Father, we're getting tired of the enemy uh, harassing us and messing with the technology like Brother Elvie and his Internet. Lord, make sure, Father, that you would lift it up and that you would strengthen it and make it right, Lord, where he can be able to minister here. And, Lord, I pray for us, too. We're grateful that you make a way that seems to be no way, and you protect the, the airways and connections in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we apply the blood of Jesus over the Lord's hour, over the brothers and sisters in Christ, all who are seeking, the ones that are lost, the ones that need Jesus, the ones that are one breath away from eternity, Lord. I pray that you would touch their hearts and the Spirit will move upon them in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray, Father, that you make a way for Brother Pablo to be able to minister here. You have called him to minister. You make a way where he's able to do it. I pray for Sister Carla that you would lift her up and strengthen her and anoint her that she's able to minister, Father. That you open the doorways, Lord, and we rebuke you and we bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get your hands off God's property. This is the Lord's hour. This is the Lord's ground, holy ground. You have no place here as you hear the name of Jesus. And as you see the blood of Jesus as we apply it, you are defeated and you have to leave in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for your word and your truth. We thank you, Father, that we can humble ourselves and pray. We thank you that you hear our voices because you know us and that we know you. In such a time as this, Lord, is this not believing in Jesus, but it is knowing you personally, Lord, and having a relationship with you, and that we're more than believers, that we are disciples in Christ. Lord, that we are servants of the Lord Most High God, and we are family. And, Lord, that we're growing and maturing, we're praying as we study your word and come together. We pray, Father, that you open the airway and you make a way the chat room to be open, Father, that others will be drawn here who you have called to come here, Lord. Father, that you are drawing them to your son in such a time as this. It is so important and it, it, it is very urgent that people get right with you, Lord, through the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory and honor. And we pray for the anointed, Lord, to flow here. We pray for the Spirit to come upon us, and we're grateful the Spirit to rise up in us of living water. And we give you all the glory and praise, and thank you in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And that we go and worship and pray, Spirit, fall, we pray. Holy Spirit, we pray you fall upon us. Glory to your wonderful name. Rise up in us. Holy Spirit, we pray. Hallelujah.
brothers and sisters, we serve a living God. He is eternal, everlasting, glorious and mighty. And that we as believers will worship him forever. Amen. Forever. Praise your wonderful name, Lord. Forever. Hallelujah. All right, sweetie. Praise God. Yeah, it's at the bottom. It's all right. Praise God. All right.
There are words for him that I don't have them. You see, my brain has not yet reached a point where it can form a thought that could adequately describe the greatness of my God. And my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of his love. And my voice, you see, my voice is so inhibited, restrained by human limits, that it's hard to even send the praise up. You see, if there are words for him, then I don't have them. My God, his grace is remarkable. Mercies are innumerable. Strength is impenetrable. He is honorable, accountable, favorable. He's unsearchable yet knowable. Indefinable yet approachable. Indescribable yet personal. He is beyond comprehension, further than imagination. Constitute generations, king of every nation. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my words are few. And to try and capture the one true God using my vocabulary would never do. But I use words as an expression, an expression of worship to a savior, a savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise. So I use words. My heart extols the Lord, blesses his name forever. He has won my heart, captured my mind, and has bound them both together. He has defeated me in my rebellion, conquered me in my sins. He has welcomed me into his presence, completely invited me in. He has made himself the object of my sight, flooding me with mercies in the morning, drowning me with grace in the night. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. But what I do have is good news. For my God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just tools that we use to point to the truth. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the word, living proof. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, giving nothingness formation. And by his word he sustains in the power of his name. For he is before all things, and over all things he reigns. Holy is his name. So praise him for his life. The way he persevered in strife. The humble son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise him for his death. That he willingly stood in our place. That he lovingly endured the grave. That he battled our enemy and on the third day rose in victory. He is everything that was promised. Praise him as a risen king. Lift your voice and sing. For one day he will return for us and we will finally be united with our Savior for eternity. Eternity. So it's not just words that I proclaim, for my word points to the word, and the word has a name. Hope has a name, joy has a name, peace has a name, love has a name, and that name is Jesus Christ. Christ, his name forever.
the cross. Amen. We thank you for the cross, Jesus. Thank you. We just worship you tonight. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, and your goodness in our lives, Lord. Yes, Lord. We just reach up to heaven tonight and just honor you. Bless yes. your name. There's no yes. one like you. But love. Yes. Love, Lord, that you thought of us. You chose to come to this earth to die for our sins so that we could live in freedom and grace and mercy and relationship with you, Jesus. There's no one like you, truly, in all the earth.
fix us here. It is not some statue or carved image or even any created thing on this world, under this world, or even anything that flies in the heavens. Amen? No man or demon or Satan himself are created. I mean, no man or, or demon or Satan himself all created by the creator. Almighty God, the great I am, amen? So let's explore and see what the Lord has for us tonight. The great I am, creator and judge. Genesis 6, Genesis 6, verse 13. God said to Noah, I intend to make an end of all that live. For through men... The land is filled with violence, and behold, I am about to destroy them together with the land. God have mercy. You know he is about to do this again, but this time with fire, not water, but an all-consuming fire. Genesis 17 Verse 1, Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk habitually, habitly before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence. And be blameless and complete. In obedience to me. Hallelujah. Did you notice that? It says that you, knowing you are always in my presence, you can't hide from the Lord God. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He sees what you do in the dark. He sees what you're doing if you're trying to hide. His eyes see all, and his ears hear all. Remember, he is God Almighty. He's not a created being. He is the creator. So he knows all what creation and create, the create, created ones are doing. Amen? He is almighty God. There is none like him. Amen? The burning bush. Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. All consuming fire. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jephro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, Sinai, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing flame of fire from the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was on fire, yet was yet not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn away from the flock and see the great sight, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw, when the Lord saw, there it is again, you always in the presence. When the Lord saw that he turned away from the flock to look, 
God called to him from the midst of the burning bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Oh, that's what we need to do when the Lord calls our name. We need to say, here I am, Lord. Then God said, do not come near. Take off your sandals off your feet out of respect because the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. He is the God of the nation of Israel. He is the God of the living. Amen. Exodus 3, verses 13 through 15. Then Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your father, your ancestors, has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You shall say this to the Israelites. I am has sent to you. Sent me to you, excuse me. Sent me to you. Then God also said to Moses, This is what you shall say to the Israelites. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, Israel, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial name to all generations. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His name forever. The great I am. Glory to God. One of his great names, I am. He told Moses that he is the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who became Israel. I am that I am. Is, and here's a footnote for this. I am that I am is related to the name of God, Yahweh. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Jews are so respected that when they spell the name of God, they don't spell it continuously. I mean, they don't spell it all out. They leave letters out and respect how holy his name is. Amen. Exodus chapter 6, verse 7. Exodus chapter 6, verse 7. Then I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who redeemed you and brought you out from under the burdens of Egyptian. I am the Lord your God, and I will be your God. What does this mean? What is the definition of for God, the one supreme being for God? And here's the definition for God. The one supreme being, the creator, the ruler of the universe. Brothers and sisters, this is a, another definition out of a secular Bible. And this is the respect that this, I mean, uh, excuse me, secular dictionary. Forgive me. The sectionary dictionary. And this is what they say who God is. God is the one who gives us all wisdom and knowledge. And when these people write this this, uh, this uh, uh, dictionary, they must have uh, uh, got some wisdom from the Lord to know who he is. The one supreme being, the creator, 
the ruler of the universe. He is the God who created the universe. He rules over it too. He wants to be our God. He is the creator of each of us. So he knows we need a God. We need a Savior to be able to live this life and the life to come. Amen. Move to Exodus 29, verse 46. Exodus 29, verse 46. They shall know from personal experience, experience and acknowledge that I am the Lord thy God who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that they might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. The great I am wants to dwell with us. Be among us. Amen. In Leviticus, we see from these three scriptures that he wants to be our Lord God. Amen. Leviticus 19.2. So all the congregation of the children of Israel, you shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Verse 3, Leviticus 19. Each of you shall respect his mother and his father. You shall keep the Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. And then Exodus, I mean, sorry, Leviticus 19.4. Do not turn to idols and make for yourselves molten gods, images cast in metal. I am the Lord your God. Encouraged to read this whole chapter speaking about I am the Lord God. Praise God. Amen. Leviticus 19. I encourage you to read the whole chapter and know that he is the great I am. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Blessings at Gizarin. Now it shall be, if you diligently listen, listen to this, not just listen, you know, half-stancely or halfway. It says diligently listen to and obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all of his commandments, which I am commanding you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Amen? The great I am is commanding us to obey his word and serve him. And remember again, this comes back to what Jesus told Satan. When Satan was trying to get him to eat bread, the Lord Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word from the mouth of God. That's how you live. And I can tell you this, there is no way any man, woman, and child in this world can do this without being born again and filled with the Spirit of God. I can tell you that clearly. In the life I have walked in Christ for 36 years, I can tell you, you cannot do this in your own strength. You cannot do this with man's wisdom. You cannot do this with religion, with denominationism. You only can do it with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, born above, born new, because this old flesh and this old uh, uh, nature is dead. 
We need life to be able to serve God. Amen? We need faith and belief to serve the Lord God. Amen. Okay, let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Oh, glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah, let the fire of God just flow. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13, the same chat. I'm sorry, baby. Uh, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 13 now. Lord will make you the head, leader, and not the tail, follower. And you will be above only, and you will not be beneath. If you listen, listen, here's, here is the key to this. If you listen and pay attention to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to observe them carefully. Listen and pay close attention to the great I am. Amen? All right, let's move to Deuteronomy 32, verse 39. Deuteronomy 32, verse 39. See now that I am he, and there is no God besides me. It is I who put to death, and I who give life. I have wounded, and it is I who heal. And there is no one who can deliver from the power of my hand. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Hallelujah. He is the great I am. There is no God besides him. There is no God besides me. I mean, besides him. So shall others who say, so shall others who say they are God are false gods. Amen. He is the only one true God. Psalm 46, verse 10. And I'm telling you, in this, in this world of hustle and bustle, with all the distractions of computers, telephones, TVs, iPads, whatever you want to call it, whatever technology is out there, this is important. 46.10. Be still. And know, recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. I'm telling you now. That's what you got to do. You got to be still and know that He is God. You got to be still to what? To hear His still, small voice. Sounding like a trumpet. Uh, dear woman of God, praise, uh, praise God for a Savior. Praise, okay. Come on, baby. Go ahead and I'll pray. All right, see. Dear woman of God, Praise God for your, I mean, for his favor and grace. Amen? That's right. Dear woman of God, hallelujah. Praise God. He was showing who you were. That's what he was telling you. He was, he was giving you encouragement and telling you who you were in Christ. But we have to be still. I mean, be still to know this. That's it. Be still to know that he is the great I am. Amen? Isaiah. 41, 
10. Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear anything. <laughs> you hear that? What God tells you, don't fear anything. For I am with you. Hallelujah. What did Jesus tell his disciples? I am with you even to the ends of the age. Right? Glory to God. Do not be afraid. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Amen? Our protector. He strengthens us daily. He takes hold of us with his righteous right hand. Glory to God, knowing this. Hallelujah. Isaiah 44, verse 6. Isaiah 44, verse 6. Praise praise the name of the Lord. I can tell you something, too, brothers and sisters. Is I find these scriptures and think it's very interesting. A lot of what I share in the messages is from mine and Sister Brenda's daily Bible study. We just read this, didn't we, baby? Isaiah 44, verse 6. For the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts says this. Oh, glory to his name. I am the first, and I am the last, and there is no one, I mean, there is no God besides me. No God besides me. He is the king of Israel. He is the redeemer. He is the first and the last, and again, no God besides him. Amen? Hallelujah. Jeremiah 9, verse 24. Jeremiah 9, verse 24. But let the one who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me and acknowledge me and honors me as God and recognize without any doubt that I am the Lord God who practices loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord, the great I am, practices loving kindness, justice, and righteousness. Amen? Jeremiah 23:23. I am God who is at hand, says the Lord, and not a God far away. Am I? I am a God who is at hand, says the Lord. And not a God far away. This tells us that God is not a man upstairs, or he is far, far away. The word of God says what, brothers and sisters? I am a God who is at hand. Question one and question two. Not a God far away. Amen? He is an interacting God. He is with us. He lives in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. Amen. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. I give them a heart to know me, understanding fully that I am the Lord, and that they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with their whole heart. Praise God. 
hallelujah, shouting ground here. He gives us a heart to know that he is the great I am. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to his wonderful name. He took our heart that was stoned, a dead, cold heart, and he filled it with his mighty Holy Spirit and has given us a living heart. And I'm not talking about this heart of flesh. I'm talking about the heart in our souls, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Daniel 8, verse 19. Daniel 8, verse 19. He said, Behold, I am coming, I mean, I am going to let you know what will happen during the final time of the indignation and the wrath God upon the ungodly. For it concerns the appointed time of the end. The great I am reveals the future to help us to prepare and be ready at all at, at all times. Amen. Glory to his name. Ezekiel thirty four ten. Hallelujah. Ezekiel thirty four ten. Thus says the Lord God, Behold. Ezekiel 34, verse 10. Sorry. Uh, Ezekiel 34, verse 10. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will demand my flock from them and make them stop tending the flock so that the shepherds cannot feed themselves anymore. For I will rescue my flock from their mouth so they will know, I mean, they will not be food for them. The great I am is going to take away the flock of the false shepherds and the hirelings who feed off the sheep. He will rescue them. Amen. Glory to his wonderful name. Ezekiel 38 verse 3. Ezekiel 38 verse 3. And say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O God, chief ruler, Meshach, and Tubal. You don't want to be a nation like these. Look who is against them. The great I am. God have mercy. You want to destroy Israel? You want to divide my land, the Lord says? Then you have to go through me. But they will fail and be destroyed. Matthew 22, verse 32. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. The great I am is the, is the God of the living. Amen. Now we see that our God is the great I am. Now let's look to see that Jesus is announcing he too is the great I am. Go to Luke 9. Luke 9 verses 18 through 20. Hallelujah. Now it happened that Jesus was, pray, was praying privately. The disciples with him, with, with him and he asked them, who do the, who did the crowd say I am? They answered, John the Baptist, and some say Elijah, 
but others that one of the ancient prophets has come back to life. And Jesus said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter replied, The Christ, the Messiah, the anointed of God. Jesus asking his disciples, Who do you say I am is? The great I am. Peter answers, The Christ, the Messiah, the anointed of God. We need to be able to answer this the same way. Amen? Glory to God that we say, who is Christ? He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is our Lord. He is our God and our King. Hallelujah. He is the Lamb of God. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. Hallelujah. He is our Deliverer. He is our Healer. He is our Savior. Glory to his name. Amen. Here is the seven statements. Here is the seven statements that Jesus said, he is the great I am. Go to John chapter 6, verses 32 through 40, the first statement. John chapter 6, verses 32 through 40. Then Jesus said to them, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, it is not Moses who has given you bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus replied to them, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. And the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty. For that one will be sustained spiritually. But as I told you, have seen me, and you still do not believe? All that my Father gives me will come, all that my Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will most certainly not cast out. I will never, never reject reject anyone who follows me. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but that I give new life and raise it up at the last day. For this is my Father's will and purpose, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him as Savior will have eternal life, and I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. Listen to the great I Am words. Declare himself as God. He is the Son of the living God. Amen? Hallelujah. These are encouraging words. These are powerful Powerful words of what Jesus said about ones who believe, believe in him. Glory to God. Number two statement. Jesus is the light of the world. John 8, verses 12 through 9. Praise is wonderful name. These are so powerful. These seven sections of scripture. Oh, glory to God. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, <laughs> here he goes. 
I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Hallelujah. I have to ask you that question. Do you have a light of life? Anyone out there? Do you feel like you're in darkness? Do you feel like you're in a prison cell? I know there's someone out there listening that the Lord has drawn here. Understand that Jesus is the light for your world, for your personal life. Call out to him, and he will bring you out of darkness and set you free and give you light. Then the Pharisees told him, you are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus replied, even if I do testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But do you not know where I come from or where I'm going? You judge according to human standards just by what you see. I do not judge anyone. But even if I do judge, my judgment is true and my decision is right. For I am not alone in making it. But I and the Father who sent me make the same judgment. Even in your own law, it is written that the testimony of two persons is true, valid, and admissible. I am the one of the two who testifies about myself and my Father who sent me testifies about me. Verse 19, then the Pharisee said to him, where is your fa- the father of yours? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Amen. A reference to last week's study. Jesus telling the, the Pharisee, you have to know me and my father personally to know true wisdom and the secrets of the kingdom of God. Let me tell you out there, don't listen to religious leaders that tell you, oh, it's a dangerous thing to have a personal relationship with Jesus. No, it's not dangerous for you. It is life. It is truth. What's dangerous is to them. Because you'll come to know the truth, and you'll turn away from these false prophets. You turn away from these hirelings. You turn away from these ones that want to fleece you and tell you what they'll do for you only if you give a tithe or you give money or that you will bow down to them in their names. No. It's Jesus who you have to know personally. It is the person and it is the God, the Lord Jesus, the Son of the living God. Amen. Jesus. Another reference of the great I am, he is the light of the world. Without him, there is no light, just darkness. This is what to the Christ-rejecting world. All who reject him, darkness. The light of the world now in these end days will be gone. The body of Christ, when the head of the body comes for his bride, his church, then it will get dark very fast, sort of like, Suddenly, sudden destruction, God have mercy. 
Number three statement, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. So Jesus said again, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door of the sheep leading to life. All who come before me as false messiahs and self-appointed leaders are thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture, spiritual food. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Glory to God. The Lord Jesus wants us to understand this. He says it twice here, amen? Here's a question from the Lord. Who do you want to follow? Who do you want to follow? Satan? He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The Lord Jesus came that you may have life, enjoy life to the full till it overflows. So there is your choices. Which do you choose tonight? The Lord Jesus is asking. Choose very wisely. One choice leads to everlasting life. And the other, to eternal death. Number four statement. I am the good shepherd. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. But the hired man who merely serves for wages. Do we got a few of those out there, brothers and sisters? Oh, yes, we do. God have mercy, but we do. They need to repent and serve the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly, not for themselves. Who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep. When he sees the wolf coming, deserts the flock and runs away, and the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The man runs because he's hired hand, who serves only for wages. He is not concerned about the safety of the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know without doubt those who are my own and my own know me, and I have a deep personal relationship they have a deep personal relationship with me. Even as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I lay down my own life, sacrificing it for the benefit of the sheep. I have other sheep besides these, praise God. These are not of this fold. I must bring those also. And they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call. And they will become one flock. With one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me. Because I lay down my own life so that I may take it up, take it back. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down voluntarily. I am authorized, oh glory to God, and have power 
to lay it down and to give it give it up, and I am authorized and have power to take it back. This command I received of my Father. Hallelujah! He is able. No one took Christ's life. He voluntarily gave his life. And he gave and he got and he took his life back too. Hallelujah. Again, another very important great I am statement. He says it twice. So take heed. Listen to him tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Our great shepherd. Listen to what he does for us. Song twenty-three. Song twenty-three. The Lord is my shepherd, shepherd, to feed, to guide, to shield me, I shall not want. To feed, to guide, and to shield me, I shall not want. He lays me down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed me. And refresh my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell forever through all my days in the house in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, our great shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. Number five statement, resurrection and life. John 11, verses 17 through 27. John 11, verse 17 through 27. So when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem. And about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to see Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning the loss of their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to him while Mary remained sitting in the house. Then Mary said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give to you. What faith? What faith? Hallelujah. Jesus told her, your brother will rise from the dead. Martha replied, I know that he will rise from the dead in the resurrection of the last day. Oh, glory to his wonderful name. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in, relies on me as Savior, will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me as Savior will never die. Do you believe this? That's what I'd ask every one of you. Do you believe this? Yes. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord, we believe it. She said to him, Yes, Lord. She said it too. I believe, I have believed and can believe and continue to believe that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, the Son of God. He who was destined and promised to come into the world and is for you, and it is for you that the world has waited. Isn't it amazing? I thought about this. And remember, Martha was the one that was always busy. And Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. But look here. At this time, something must have changed. I think after Jesus told her about this, I think someone else been sitting at Jesus' feet, don't y'all? I think uh, Sis Martha. Sis Martha, uh, she been sitting at Jesus' feet because listen to what she's saying. What awesome, what an awesome uh, 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 decoration of her faith. Amen? Here is the great I am. Here is God in the flesh showing his true nature. He is a life giver. He conquers death and the grave. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We serve a risen king. He is a resurrection and life. No other. Only him. Amen. The way, number six statement, the way, truth, and life. John 14, 6. That's scripture. Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. The great I am is the only way to the Father in heaven. Jesus, one way to heaven, no others. Amen? One way to heaven, no others. Number seven statement, Jesus, the great I am. True vine, true vine. John 15, verses 1 through 6. Glory to the wonderful name of the Lord. John 15, 1 through 6. I am the true vine, and my Father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. Do you ever feel like you're being pruned? <laughs> Hallelujah. You are already clean, clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can, carry, can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith, unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The ones who remain in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is, cut off from the vital union with me, other, I mean, with me, you can do nothing. We can do nothing without Christ. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Amen. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches 
and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus says this twice. He wants us to hear this and apply this to our lives. Amen. Apart from the great I am, the vine of life, we can do nothing. Amen. It's You know, brothers and sisters, I know there's a place in, I think it's in Romans, where it says that we are supposed to know that he is God. This by the creation. Well, look at this picture. If any one of you have worked out in the yard and know that you have trees and that you know that when a tree branch breaks off from the tree, what happens to it? It withers and dies. It becomes dry, brittle, ugly gray, and it's, it's best in the – I know out in the country they still burn the old branches and stuff. I mean, in the city now, and you put them on the curb and they pick them up. But in the, you would burn them up. And this is the picture. Every day, when you're walking out in where the trees are in the forest. Go ahead, baby. Amen. That's true. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's good. Listen to that. Snakes on the ground. Remember that song I told you? Snakes in the grass. Amen. Did you hear that, brothers and sisters? This Brenda said. That if you lay and left them sitting around and they're not burned up and everything, snakes gather at the dead branches, serpents. Now, who is that remind you of? The old defeated, old defeated enemy, Satan, the old serpent in the Garden of Eden. So we see the great I am, Yahweh. In his word, and now we see Yeshua, Jesus, the great I am, the son of the living God, Yahweh. Now we will see the Holy Spirit too. This is when the great I am shows up personally in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. Hold. Tighten up your belt belt, belt buckle, your seat belt. Hallelujah. You're going to be blown away. Hallelujah, knowing that he lives within your hearts. John 15, 26 through 27. But when the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby comes. Oh, hallelujah. Did you know you have all that through the Holy Spirit? Whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth, who comes from the Father, he will testify and bear witness about me. But you will testify also and be my witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. Praise God for the Spirit of God in our lives. Amen. Holy Spirit promise. John 16 5 through 15. John 16, 5 through 15. But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where you where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts and has taken complete possession of them. God knows us. He knows us. He knows our hearts. He knows what we're thinking. Amen. But I tell you the truth. 
it is not your advantage that I go, that, I mean, it is to your advantage I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you, to be in close fellowship with you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world of the guilt of sin and, and the need of, for a Savior, and about righteousness and about judgment. Verse 9, about sin and the true nature of it, because they do not believe in me and my message. And about righteousness, personal integrity, and godly character, because I am going to my Father, and you will no longer see me. About judgment, the certainty of it, because the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged and condemned. Hallelujah. He's been judged and condemned. That's what the Lord said. Hallelujah. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take for what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and reveal it to you. There you go. You don't know him without the Holy Spirit. It's pretty clear, isn't it? You have to be born again, and you have to be baptized in the Spirit. You have to be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Amen? This is so powerful. Here in verse 13 reveals the great I am in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Look at it again as I read it slowly. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose it to you what is to come in the future. Amen? Hallelujah! Glory to God, the Father, God the, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen? Oh, we serve a powerful and wonderful God. The great I am shows up at Pentecost. Hallelujah. Acts 3, verses 1 through 4. Now, you want to talk about one making an entrance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here comes the Godhead and the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered together in one place. Hallelujah. And suddenly, down came from heaven like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Hallelujah. Oh, we need that mighty wind, Lord. We need that mighty wind in these days. They appeared to them tongues resembling fire. 
which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled, that is, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and inappropriately. Amen? God, amen. God, the Holy Spirit, shows up. The promise of the Father, get from God. All things change. No one will ever be able and will be the same who love and serve Jesus again. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to his name. You are the temple of the great I am. Did you know that, baby? <laughs> a lot of people think these big old mausoleums and auditoriums and buildings is a temple of God? What are they thinking? Oh, foolish man that you are. The temple of God is the people that are born again. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. The body is the Lord. Oh, did you know that? The body is the Lord? It's not your own body no more. If you're a born-again believer, you don't own your body. The Lord paid a price. He paid a high price, didn't he? What did the, what did the Steve Camp song say? If you're coming to Christ, consider the cost. Everything is, permiss everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything brought under its power, allowing it to control me. There you go. Food is for the stomach, in the stomach for food. But God will do away with both of them. The body is not intended for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. Now, that covers a vast different things that are going on today. That is talking about sex out of wedlock. That is talking about sex between uh, 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 between women and women and men and men. That is talking about all these other ungodly, perverted things that people are saying. It is not intended for that. The body is intended for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body to save, sanctify, raise it up again because of the sacrifice of the cross. The sacrifice at the, uh, at the, of the cross. Amen. And God has not only raised the Lord to life, but will also raise us up by his power. Hallelujah. Do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ? I am, am I therefore to take the members of Christ and make them part of a prostitute? Certainly not. Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he said, the two shall be one flesh. But the one who is united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now listen to what Paul says. Run away from sexual immorality in any form, whether thought or behavior, whether visual or written. What did Joseph do? He ran away. Every other sin, listen to this. Every other sin 
that man commits is outside the body. But the one who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. What does it say? It says if you do this, you grieve the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you? Whom you have received as a gift from God? And that you are not your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, the Lord is is speaking in these end days. Hallelujah. Very clear that the great I am in the form of the Spirit of God lives in us. What kind of person should we be knowing this? Paul tells us here what kind. So then honor, glorify God with your body. Amen. And the Lord is saying another thing. You will not be in the bed of Jezebel. You do not be in bed with Mystery Babylon. These are whores. You do not be in the bed of religion. These are whores, the Lord says. You are supposed to be with me in relationship, intimate relationship with your God, with your Savior, with your Lord. These others didn't pour out their life and blood for you. I did, the Lord says. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. His presence is here. The Spirit is talking. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. The great I am, three as one. First John, chapter 5, 5 through 12. Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? John's asking the question. It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is who came through water and blood, his baptism and death. Jesus Christ, not only by water alone only, but by water and blood. It is the Holy Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. He is the essence and origin, truth itself. For there are three witnesses, the Spirit and the water and blood. These are these three are in agreement. Their testimony is perfectly consistent. If we accept, as we do, the testimony of men, that is, if we are willing to take the sworn statements of fallible humans as evidence, the testimony of God is greater, far more authoritative. For this is the testimony of God that he has testified regarding his son. The one who believes in the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, relies confidence on him as Savior, has a testimony within himself, because he can speak authoritatively about Christ from his own personal experience. The one who does not believe God in, his, in this way He has made him out to be a liar because he is not. He uh, he has not believed in the evidence that God has given regarding his son. Verse 11. And the testimony is this. God 
is giving eternal life. We already possess it. And this life is in his son, resulting in our spiritual completeness, eternal companionship with him. Verse 12. He, what? Uh-oh. What were you doing? Okay. Well, it's First John chapter 5. That's a powerful word there, too. Well, I'm sure they're hearing me. He who has the Son, by accepting him as Lord and Savior, has the life. That is eternal life. He who does not have the Son of God, by personal faith, does not have the life. Leave you with this encouraging word from John the Apostle, inspired by the Holy Spirit, overcoming the world. First John, baby, chapter 5, 1 through 4. You got that one? Praise the Lord. See, baby, we're fallible. We do make mistakes, but they can be corrected, and that we have the perfect righteousness of Christ over us. Amen. No, First John chapter 5, 1 through 4. It's chapter 5, 1 through 4. Everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, he is born of God. That is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the child born of him. By this we know, without any doubt, that we love the children of God, expressing that love. When we love God and obey his commandments, for the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep his commandments, Remain focused on his, and his commandments and precepts are not difficult to obey. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. Hallelujah. And this is a victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continual persistent faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The great I am in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all as one in all truth and all love. The great I am, baby. The great I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, praise your wonderful name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh 
Hallelujah. All right, brothers and sisters. Woo, glory. We can just settle down for a minute and hear another wonderful message the Lord has given to Brenda. Very important. Very important, this message. How to forgive others. How to forgive others. Amen. Okay, baby. After this manner, therefore, sh- therefore pray ye, our fathers which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy kingdom, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I got to, this was brought to my attention today and which made my service do a, uh, uh, Re- reevaluation in the, this uh, model prayer that our Lord gave us Amen. he goes back this is the only one that he goes back to to for if you forgive men of their trespass your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you for, if you forgive not men of their trespasses neither your fa- father will forgive you so, I mean, this is in the in, in in the in the model prayer. So, I think it needs to go over a second look. So I looked up a, looked up a service in spiritual warfare, how to forgive others. Amen. Wounds can fester into infection if left unintended. That's exactly how unfor- un- how unforgiveness works. Whether whatever was done to us, prying it open and looking at the wound, it wouldn't be able to heal. Instead, because it is continually exposed to the dirty air, it becomes infected. The infection is in the spiritual realm Amen. is welcome welcoming welcoming to unclean spirits which fester the wound even more. If something isn't done, the person ends up facing demonic harassment and torture and becoming a very bitter and unhappy person. I have an idea of what you might may be saying right now. That person has no clue what I've done, what they've done to me. They don't deserve anything at all much less my forgiveness, certainly don't deserve your forgiveness, much less God's. None of these, none of, but none of us deserve what Jesus did for us either. Those who killed Jesus didn't deserve anything at all. But look at what he said just before he died. Father, forgive them. 
for they know not what they do. Look at the deep and rich mercy and love that Jesus has towards us. None of us deserve it, but he loves us for who we are because of what we've done. He wanted a relationship. Grasp what Jesus has done for us. It makes it a lot easier to pass that grace along to others. We we aren't letting them off of God's hook. We're merely releasing our souls from bondage that unforgiveness brings us under. You ain't forgiving them for what for their benefit, but for your own good. Your soul, not theirs, is it is what is being held in bondage because of the feelings that you've allowed yourself to harbor inside. Why should you allow what have what they've done to continue to bring you under bondage? I wouldn't. I would let the poison out of my heart. Give it to the Lord and seek him to heal the wounds they have caused. Forgiving others is something very hard, but it is essentially essential if you want to break out of bondage that has brought you under. Forgiving others opens you up to the Lord to begin healing your soul, your inner healing. Since forgive unforgiveness blocks us from receiving God's forgiveness of our sins, it puts up a wall between us and the source of healing. The steeping many people in spiritual bondness due to unforgiveness. It is a common source of bondage and demonic harassment. And Jesus warns us about in Matthew 18, 18, 23 through 35, and Matthew 18, 34 and 35. And the Lord has wrought and delivered him in the and to the tormentors till he should pay all that it was due to him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you. If you if you from your heart forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. That is nothing less than a strong literal warning that a person can fall into the hands of demonic spirits are torment and harassment if they are unforgiving and bitter inside. I have seen it again and again. It is not an uncommon scene to find a person harassed by demons because of bitterness in their heart. Bitterness is also known as the Bible as spiritual poison. In Acts 8.23, For I perceive that thou art in the gall, poison of bitterness, and in the blood of iniquity. Mm. Unforgiveness is not only gives demons the right and ability to torment us, but it also prevents God from for, forgiving our own sins. Now, this is serious. This means that when we cry out to, for God's help, but have unforgiveness in the heart, he looks down at our, and our sins are before him. He puts up a wall in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Jesus is very clear that if we are to be forgiven, we cannot be unforgiven towards others. Matthew six fifteen. But if you forgive not men of their trespasses, 
neither will your heavenly Father forgive you of your trespasses. Beyond this, bitterness is also a very common means for a born-again believer to become spiritually defiled, that is, polluted or unclean spiritually. In Hebrews twelve fifteen, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby, thereby many be defiled. Notice the word many in the above verse. This is very common means to, for people to become defiled and open themselves up for spiritual harassment from the enemy. Give to, God, give to God the things that belong to him. Unforgiveness is actually taking something that belongs to God and taking matters into your own hands. God's word tells us clearly that we should allow God to bring his wrath upon that person and let him have the room to repay those who wrong us. In Romans twelve nineteen, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, said the Lord. Those who have, who have wronged us will reap what they sow. If you choose to forgive somebody, they may not. They may, they may be off the hook. They may be off your hook, but that doesn't mean they are off God's hook. God's word, God's word tells us clearly that we are, that what we sow, we shall reap. Galatians six seven. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whosoever a man whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. What un- unforgiveness actually is. Unforgiveness is actually a form of hate against another person. If a person hates somebody, it is a sign that that person is lack- lacking love in their heart. Why? They are, they are not firmly rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. And Christ's love is not flowing through them. As simple as it sounds, that's how it works. What somebody may have done against us is one thing. But if you take Satan's bait of unforgiveness to heart, it will do much more harm than they did. Do you want to continue to allow your your mess to trouble you even more? Have you not done enough damage? Allow yourself to hang onto hard feelings and become bitter is only causing your wounds to become even more affected spiritually. Honestly, tell yourself, what good is it doing you to hold onto the heart and bitterness that the enemy has Try to plant into you. It is doing nothing but harm and is holding you in bondage spiritually. And the only reason you're holding on to these feelings is because it feels good inside. Don't let it fool you. 
bitterness is known in the Bible as spiritual poison. I think I repeated that twice already. But uh, Acts eight twenty three. For I perceive that thou art in the guile, poison of bitterness, and the bond of iniquity. The reason Satan wants you to hold on to bitterness is because it is poison to your soul. Jesus said the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan wants to wants to do just that to you. No wonder Satan makes unforgiveness feel good. He wants your soul to be poisoned. Don't let me do this to you. Stop him dead. Don't let him do this to you. Stop him dead in his tracks. Release yourself from these hurt feelings. Let them go. Stop holding those feelings and let the poison out of your soul. Now, how to deal with unforgiveness. As I have pointed out, unforgiveness is a form of hatred, which is actually a lack of love. If you are bitter with somebody, then the love of Christ is not flowing through you. So how do you solve the problem? You need to grow in God's love. You need to come to realize that that deep and beautiful love that he has for you. As you learn of his love for you, your spirit will respond and you will love him turn. When you love him, your love will flow through you and the others that are around you. When this happens, it comes it becomes more natural to see Christ's forgiveness flowing through you to them. Amen. How do you come to know the the love of God? You spend time with him. You research his word. You see what he has to say about his great love for you. Work on developing an intimate relationship with him, and you will come to know his love. Here are some verses that you can get started with. 11, 15, and 15, 13. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth life. For his sheep. Greater love has no man than this, a man that layeth down for his life for his friends. First Corinthians two nine. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Romans two Four, the riches of the of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. First John three one, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Look at this one. You aren't loved for what you've done, but because of who you are, even before you came to Christ, he loved you so much for you. In Romans 5, 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still yet sinners. 
First John 4, 9. In this was manifest the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son unto the world that we might live through him. If you have if you have a hard time forgiving others, it's because the love of Christ isn't flowing through you. How to how do you solve this problem? Start working on your relationship with your heavenly Father so you can come to know his great love for you. And when your and then your spirit will respond and his love will begin to flow through you naturally. When you begin this beginning to happen, forgiveness, forgiving those who have wronged you will become easier. It is nearly impossible for someone who is flowing in the love of God to hold bitterness in the form of hate inside. If you struggle with bitterness, it's because you lack the love of Christ in your life. You need to become grounded and rooted in the love of Christ. If you want his love to flow in you, I believe Jesus made it clear that if you love him, keeping his commandments will naturally follow. If you love Jesus, carrying out his love will come naturally to you. John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said unto them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him. And he, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Commandment to let his love flow through you to others around you and to love them as he has loved us. John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. And ye also love one another. The key to forgiving others, growing God's love. If you reach out to God and seek a deeper relationship with him, he will draw near to you. And if you find this deeper relationship with him, God's word is clear about that fact. Luke 18, 9 and 10. And I say unto you, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. James 4, 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. The relationship is yours for the taking. Christ wanted this relationship with you so badly that he gave his life for it. Your Heavenly Father wants this intimate relationship with you even more than you do. What kind of relationship does God want for with us? An intimate love relationship. The Lord gave me a powerful revelation of this not long ago, and I wrote it in And and if you want to take your relationship with the Lord deeper, deeper, read his word. Get to know him. 
how do you forgive somebody? Forgiveness is a choice to have wrong done us wrong. Then lay the then lay the whole mess on God's hand and leave it there. Give your heart hurts and hard feelings to him. Think about Jesus here. They murdered him. They didn't do that to you or I. And yet, one of the last words that left his mouth were crying out, Father, forgive for us, was expressed through Jesus' death on the cross. When, when we begin to comprehend the great expression of love that was towards us, that same love will begin to grow in our hearts and flow out to others. That is very. That is why it's important to grow in God's love and become well aware of how deep and rich it is. Because when we understand His love for us, we will find that forgiving others becomes natural, and the choice becomes much easier to make. One day, I had somebody say something that was very belittling about me. And most people would have been offended. After they were gone, the Lord spoke to me. He told me to go and turn on some worship music and spend some time with him. I did, and with, with, within no time, instead of thinking about what they had done to me, I was weeping before the Lord for him in prayer, begging God from the bottom of my heart to bring them to, a, to come to know Jesus. I felt a love inside of me well up that was not mere human emotion. I felt the love of God flowing through me instead of letting it get to me and looking at what they had done. I closed my eyes on God. I got my eyes on God's love for me and that love flowed and them. As a result, I loved them as Christ loved me. It's one of the most beautiful feelings in the world. My advice to you, first, set, set, everything, set everything that the brother that bothers you on the back burner and seek your heavenly Father's love. Amen. Seek out a living relationship with him and seek to learn of his deep love for you. It will change your life if you're, if you're up to reading Excuse me. If you are up to uh, read a book, this it will lift your body and build your relationship with God. Make a choice to release those hurt feelings and allow God to heal the wounds. As you grow in love, this choice will become much easier to walk out. If you continue to seek out a loving relationship with him, it will change your whole perspective on life. And forgiving others will become natural and healing of those wounded and will also become a very real and tangible reality. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Praise God. I can, but I guess it don't matter. Amen. Praise God, brothers and sisters. That... Um, 
we learn how to forgive one another and forgive others as our Heavenly Father has forgiven all. He forgave everyone. He gave he forgave all the men that, that were cruel to him and murdered him at the cross of Calvary. He forgave the Pharisees and all of them if they would only believe and trust him. But he forgives. Even though we were enemies of God, we were sinful and separated from him, he died on the cross and forgave us. said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. So we should know about forgiveness. Amen.
Mercy. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Therefore, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Mercy is shown especially to those who have engaged in criminal behavior. In a sense, we have all been criminals, for we have been all broken God's law. Titus 3, 5 says, God saves us not because of works of righteousness, but because of his mercy. According to Deuteronomy 7, 9, God stores up a reservoir of mercy for our seed also, so they, that when they need it, his divine compassion will overflow them, their lives. If his offspring sinned, they would, they would be chastened, chastened. But, but divine mercy would protect the Davidic throne. When Solomon, David's son, petitioned God to have to bless the temple of it on its dedication, he reminded the Lord of His promise that sure mercy would never would hover over the seed of David. God responded by sending such intense glory to the temple that the the priests could not even enter. This event shows powerful, how powerful God honors parents who serve him. If he, if he had did it for David's seed, he will do it for ours, and God's mercy and glory will overflow in theirs. Prayer declaration, where I add my children, Lord, I believe that you store up mercy for the offspring of the righteous. If my children err in life, I believe your mercy will guide them back to you and find forgiveness, cleansing, and restoration. Lord, have mercy upon Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their wives, their spouses, and their children, and deliver them on 
from every trial, temptation, failure, or disappointment. I appeal to you, O Lord, Father of God, of mercy, and make my children a, a vessel of mercy on whom you will pour out your glory, and through them you will express your mercy to others. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.
Drop my net. No hesitation, no regret. I followed you, but that was then, and this is now. You washed my feet and you changed my name. I swore I'd never be the same. But just like the tides, I guess people change. Cause that was there And it is now I wish I could go back But I don't know how I remember when I stood my ground I swore I'd never let you down I wanna be that man again But that was there
his prisoner and say to me, son, stop fighting a fight. It's already been won. And I am redeemed. You set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. I'm not who I used to be. I am
spirit of suicide came upon him. Well, we're going to pray against the spirit of suicide tonight. I am tired of this thing rising up and causing people to tell them, your life ain't worth living. Just give it up. Well, brothers and sisters, that's not true. The truth is, there is life in Christ. The enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. He comes to lie to you and say your life ain't worth nothing. That you're condemned, unworthy. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Therefore, there is no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. That not walk after the flesh, but the spirit. I would ask y'all to pray for my family, my Aunt Patty. Uh, pray for comfort. I pray that they would hear the salvation message and the, and the children that were left behind, that they'll be taken care of for, because I know our father is the father of the fathers. And pray for the woman that bared his children, his ex-wife. And I just uh, ask you to pray. Uh, I'm praying for another prayer request for one of my sisters at work, Sis Collette. Her son's been in the hospital for about 15 days now with pneumonia. And we need to pray that the Lord would touch this young man and heal him and be a, a powerful testimony. Sis Janet and her daughter and the baby. And Sis Janet, I don't know if you said it was a little, the baby was born, May 31. The baby was born, a little boy, a little girl. He has primosity, or I guess it's Downson. It's P-R-I-S-O-N-E. But that's what it said when I looked it up. But we all, we know all babies are precious in God's eyes. And they're all special. And that we will pray for healing and pray for strength for the parent. These babies are special. Sis Brenda can, Sis Brenda can, uh, uh, Sis Brenda can tell you. These people are special. In God's eyes. So anyone else have any prayer requests? This is the time. Call upon the name of the Lord. This is the time to come before the mercy seat. This is the time to cry out to the Lord. Because he's greater than us. And a lot of things we can't solve. But he can. What's impossible for man is not impossible for God. Amen. And that we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And one of the things that the small Holy Spirit is is an intercessor. Amen? He's the comforter. Hallelujah. Prayer request. Don't be shy. We are family here. This is the family of God. Share. Share your heart. That we will pray for you. You're our brothers and sisters. We pray for you because we love you. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Marietta, we'll pray for your family, and they said they have to experience with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have an experience with Jesus. Amen. That's right. Just like so many are in the Middle East and Iran and all, having dreams of Christ showing up and telling them personally who he is. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right, brother. Uh, Lion. That's right, brother. Hallelujah.
Okay, Brother J. Mike, we'll pray for your mother to be born again. J. Mike. J. Mike's mother to be born again, baby. Amen, uh, Sister Marianne. I got you down early when you said uh, you need uh, breath. She needs breath. Your daughter needs breath. Her daughter needs rest, okay? He can do that. Anyone else? Any other prayer requests? I know we need to keep praying for pray for Israel and Jerusalem. Definitely need to pray for our nation. All that live in the U.S. God have mercy. Yeah. Pray for the world and pray for USA. Pray for Europe. So true. But this is all coming about because of the time we're living. The cultivation of all the sin and wickedness is piling up. The world lives a life of uh, sin in the worldly way. Oh, there's going to be consequences, and it's going to all come tumbling down. All right, we pray for Sid. Oh, Sid, that's a lie of the devil. You know that. He's disarmed. You tell him who you are. You tell him you're a child of God. And that he's anything to say. Speak to your father, Abba, Father. You remember, like, it's like David was saying, that be still no God. That you, I mean, and you're standing up. You're standing there. Guess who's standing between you and the devil? It's Almighty God. Because, I mean, who, I mean, if God is for you, who can be against you? Your father, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is standing up in front of that old devil. That's a lie of the devil. You lying devil, you. Pray that God protects your heart and mind, sis. Pray for the applied blood of Jesus over your heart and mind each night, uh, each mind, each day. I know the Lord's been showing me that. Amen. Let's see here. What else? Hallelujah. Yes, for uh, Brother Paul and Siskel, we know to pray for them. Uh, my father needs prayer to be reborn. Amen. Amen. Brother, uh, brother J. Mike, both his mother and father need to be saved. Amen. That's, that's, that's awesome, brother. That's true. Amen. Amen. We do. We don't want them to fall into the pits of hell. I, you know, I'm praying and hoping my my cousin cried out to Jesus before he killed, I mean, hung himself. If he did, I mean, dealing with drugs, who knows? Who knows? I know that. Amen, Brother Lion, that's right. Submit yourself then, then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Praise God. That's what the word of God said. Claim it. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. And uh, we'll pray for the, uh, the Lord's hour. And all who serve. Amen. All right. Praise God. Anyone else? Before we go to the Lord in prayer, praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We humble ourselves before you. Any other prayer requests? 
Praise the name of the Lord. This is the time that we're praying and going to talk to the Lord. We're going to uh, call out to the Lord. He's our great intercessor. He's our great high priest. Okay, Brother Jay, we'll uh, ask the Lord to help you to be able to serve, Brother. That you be able to walk in, walk with the Lord. Amen. We are, we're so grateful for the ones that come to the Lord's hour tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. You're right. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't even bother with unsaved persons, sis. The only one he wants to mess with is trying to keep our, our testimony and, and keep our witness. He don't want the light to shine. You're right. Amen. You tell him, you know, yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen, Brother Elias. Shabbat shalom to you, too. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, brothers and sisters. Father God, we just thank you and praise you. We, we thank you, uh, Lord, uh, for this night. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And by the authority of Jesus Christ right now, Lord, the thing that was on my heart when we started this, and that my brothers and sisters agree, and that we will come against the spirit of suicide, a spirit of depression, and anything that would tell a person they don't need to live is a lie the devil because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, the Son of God, Yeshua Jesus, has come to give him life. And the life more abundantly. And that, Lord, I pray against the spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus. And I command you to let go of people that they can come and they can receive life from Jesus, you lying devil spirit, in the name of Jesus. Because greater is he within each one of us than you who are in the world. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We rebuke you, Satan. You are defamed. You do not have a finger no more. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Jesus has conquered you. Jesus is victorious. He is the resurrection and life. And we claim it in the name of Jesus. Here is the Lord's hour in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Father God, we pray for my family that's dealing with this lie. Oh, Father, that my cousin Michael, oh, Father God, I pray he called out to you. I prayed in his last breath, oh, Lord, that people need to realize that we are one breath away from eternity. Father, all that are listening, one breath. From eternity. And, Lord, that he called out to you, I pray. Oh, we're praying, we're praying, Lord, that he called out to you. I would not see, want to see anyone in that evil darkness, in that burning pit of hell, oh, Lord. Lord, that we would want to see our family and family members in heaven, oh, Lord. We want to see our friends and coworkers and people we come in contact, Lord, that they would not fall into the pit of hell, Father. Father, we claim, we, I mean, we're praying for salvation and life for each one of them. Lord, we're crying out from your word that says that you gave Cornelius not just himself salvation, but his whole household. And we pray that in the name of Jesus, too. And, Lord, we pray as the Philippian jailer did, and that he was saved, but his whole household, too. Lord, we're praying that in faith and believing that you 
Jesus, Father. Father God, we pray for comfort and peace for my family. And we pray, Father, that they would understand how close we are to eternity and that they would get their lives right with Christ now. Today is the day of salvation. Tonight is the night of salvation. No one is promised tomorrow. Father God, in this life, Father God, I know we're promised eternal life, Lord, by the Lord Jesus. But no one in this life is promised tomorrow. Father God, we pray for Sis Colette and for her son Donald, Lord. I pray for healing. I pray against this sickness of pneumonia. I pray you to let it go. Let him go in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, that you are the great healer. Touch him. Open up his lungs. Clear out the congestion, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. Father God, we pray for Sis Janet, and we pray for her daughter. She needs rest. Comfort her. Give her rest, I pray, Lord. I pray that you touch the baby. Father, we thank you that the baby has been born. And, Father, that this baby would be used for your glory, Father. And that it would be healed, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for J. Mike. And, Lord, we pray for mother and his father to be saved, be born again from above. Oh, Lord, let the Spirit of God move in that household. Let the Spirit move through J. Mike and be a light and a witness to his mother and father as you lead him, Lord. Give him strength. Let him know he needs to be in your word daily, Lord. Be not distracted by the things of this world, but have time for the Lord. Be still and know that he is God, brother, in the name of Jesus. And all of us know, should know that. Father God, that we pray for Israel and Jerusalem, Lord. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. And they need to get back to Yahweh. They need to come to Yeshua HaMashiach. That's the only hope, the only answer for Israel and Jerusalem. Father God, we pray for the USA. We pray for Europe, for all that's going on, Father, that this will bring people to their knees, each person personally, Lord, that they need Jesus. They don't need this world and the wickedness thereof and the fallen one. They need Jesus, I pray. Father God, we pray for Sis Marietta. We pray for the applied blood of Jesus over Sis Marietta. Protect her from the enemy, Lord. Protect her from the schemes and the thoughts of enemies. In the name of Jesus, Father, let her rise up. Lord, and know that she put on the full armor of God, that she has the armor of light on. And, Lord, that she proclaimed it for the enemy, that she would resist the devil and he will flee from her in the name of Jesus. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you, sis. Father, we pray for the Lord's hour. We pray for the connections and the airways here, Father. And we pray for all that serve here. I pray for guidance, Father. I pray for wisdom and discernment. Lord, I pray for knowledge and wisdom, Lord. I pray for the anointing to flow. We can do nothing without you, Lord. Bless each one who serves here. And, Father God, we just thank you and praise for this night. I thank you for everyone in the chat room. Lord, bless them. Strengthen them. Anoint them. Lord, John, Brother John, Brother Javon, Brother Leon, uh, uh, Lion, excuse me, Sis Marietta, Sis Janet, and Brother J. Mike. Bless them. Strengthen them. Lift them up, Lord, and that we all know in the name of Jesus, we say amen and glory to God. And what shall we say? What shall we do now? And as we go into eternity, trust in Jesus. Amen? Trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
Hallelujah. 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 